Okay. So the three of you end up having a nice, peaceful, well, restful evening. And the three of you do wake up. It, it now is a Saturday. So, uh, Mac, you aren't working currently. And the three of you kind of go about your morning routines until you get a text message from. Well, you get a text message from a few. It's mostly Quinn that's doing the text messaging, but it's kind of like in a group chat. And Quinn kind of just sends you uh, just some things that he was able to kind of figure out. So basically, he kind of sends you so. In the text message, it said, Digging into David Guyen, I found out that his uh, Playboy aesthetic does translate because he does have a giant condo downtown uh, that might be a point of interest based on everything that Daz and myself were told by Friedrich. You guys got a potential lead of Miss Emma Bailey. And on top of that, too, we did find out that uh, last known whereabouts of our victim was at Shinobi Sushi. So basically what Quinn did was kind of give you like a, a check sheet of different places you guys can investigate. And see, he also ends the text message by saying, just let us know where you're going and we'll meet you guys there as soon as we can. I winky face, text. winky face. I, I, I said text. Is Dr. Rinthrop ready for us? And it kind of it takes a little bit of a moment because like the dots appear. It's just like somebody's texting and it's just like, yes, Dr. Winthrop is finishing up the autopsy. So if you also want to go take a visit to him, you may do so as well. I, I send their text. Well, let's Let's see what he's got. Max text over is uh is Wendy going to be there? I believe so. As Dawes is like entered the conversation, I believe so. Okay, just asking for no no for no, <laughs> no important reason. In the group chat, a I picture said, pops just... up, and Friedrich is standing there in front. And there's a big Friedrich. place right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Friedrich's already there. Like with the he I'm just imagining he sent a picture of the group chat with him like put a cookie in his mouth already. Mac Literally. Does, in that case, Mac very quickly runs into the bedroom, <laughs> says Uh sorry, my love. Uh duty calls. I got to go meet up with Friedrich and Friedrich. And uh, as far as I know right now, Friedrich. Um, I'll be back here in a little bit. Uh, don't mind me. Uh, the place is yours, you know. Um, sorry I'm rushing out, but uh, there are cookies at stake. And you know me and cookies. And he just, quick kiss, flies downstairs. Hobson is like, hilariously small, like, well, Subaru Impreza. We'll just use that. He just hops in that, like, squishes down in, just takes off with Hindi death metal playing because Dawes inspired him and flies toward the morgue. Yes! <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. So yeah, so Mac is just flying down there. Corey, Corey's sizing the picture saying, 
Someone's going to be an idiot driver. There is cookies at stake. There is no way in hell Mac is going to take his fucking time getting to Wendy's cookies. As Corey O'Reilly prepares a special dish real quick. And then he gets in his car and then drives to, to the morgue. Okay. You'll see what the dish is once we get to the morgue. Oh, boy. Alrighty. So, we fl- we kind of, like, pan over to the morgue now as Corey, you, and Mac at pretty s- similar intervals of time. Both of you arrive and come out and you just see Officer Dawes and Quinn also arriving there as well. And Quinn kind of just gently gets out of the car, but you just see Dawes like jump out the door, car door and slam it shut. And she just runs up the stairs into the morgue as you hear her yelling and be like, you better not hog all the cookies, you German, you German, you. As she's just like rushing in to go tackle Friedrich for some cookies. Do not put it past Mac to trip fucking Dawes. Do not put it past him. He will trip her. He will trip her in a heartbeat. As, 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 as Corey walks in, I got some cookies. <laughs> Mac hears that, slams on his brakes. You hear like the skid marks of his shoes. He turns around and goes, like, oh, what kind? Deep fried Oreos. Don't mind me. Starts walking back down the stairs. They're actually pretty good. And you're just gonna go. You just take some Corey's cookies. I love it. It, it. It's like it's like it's like frosted filled donuts. Uh, there's. I am 100 going to taste Corey's fucking cookies because deep fried Oreos are like diabetes and a heart attack all wrapped into one. <laughs> I've never had them in real life though. Oh, I have. That's how I'm saying this. They are. They are amazing and. You feel yourself slowly dying with each bite, but so fucking worth it. <laughs> but good for me to know, I guess. I love it. So after consuming some of uh, Corey's cookies, both you, Mac, and Corey, along with Quinn, walk into uh, the morgue, where as you open the doors, you just see... Ta- table's ready. Table's ready. You see, well, the first thing, because you're entering the receptionist area. So as soon as you open the door to the main entrance of the morgue, you just see Wendy behind her desk with her plate of cookies. And you just see Friedrich, like, basically kind of like, because Dawes is a lot shorter than Friedrich, like, comically, like, when a brother and sister are fighting, like, the older brother kind of just puts his hand on the forehead where the younger sister's trying to move forward but can't get anywhere. So that's happening, but Dawes is on the tail end of that while Friedrich is holding her in place with his hand eating a plate of cookies. And Dawes is like, no fair, Friedrich. It's like, you better give me one right now. Mac will reach through and grab one and hand it to Dawes. (laughs) And she kind of like eats the cookie, but you can see she's somewhat pouting a little bit. (laughs) She's like, Thank you. As she's eating the cookie all, all solemnly. <laughs> and as things kind of begin to calm down, Wendy just looks at you. It's like, oh, dearies, welcome back. How can I help you? I give Wendy some some of the cookies. <gasps> you are such a doll. Thank you, sweetie. 
You're welcome. Now then, are you here to see Mr. Uh, to Dr. Winthrop? Yes. Ah, I see. So it must be another investigation. By the way, how did the other one go? Uh, we got her. She's in a psych ward. Oh, well, good. At least you were able to get some closure to the victims and all that. That's very important. Uh, right. Uh, well, since you're here to see Dr. Winthrop, uh, you know the way just down the stairs. It does get a little chilly down there. So just, uh, just be mindful of that. And then, of course, you know, as she's staring at the plate of like almost empty cookies. And when you come back, I'll have another plate for you to go, huh, sweeties? Is there like a table or a chair or something nearby that Mac could carry down with them just in case, you know? I got the portable case you, wall. I'll say, just in case you miss a roll, this is metagaming as fuck, but I would like to know if there's something <laughs> I can carry just in case. Like, Mac is sitting there going, oh, there's no way. There's fucking electricity and lightning bolts coming out last time, and a table is what saved them. I'm looking for a table or something I could throw at the door. So you're looking for an extra chair, Wendy? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. Before you go to Dr. Winthrop's office, there's a supply closet with some chairs and... Is this a normal thing? People taking chairs down there, you got a supply closet of chairs. Sweet, sweetie, this is a more crazy things happen here all the time. You never know. I've been here for quite some time and I've learned to kind of just, you never know what you're going to need and the kinds of people that you talk to. All right, so Mac is going to take one of the surplus chairs and carry it downstairs just all nonchalant. <laughs> Okay, so you take the chair. So Wendy kind of just buzzes you in. The door opens as you guys, as the five of you make your way down the stairs. <laughs> so once again, as the five of you make your way down, uh, it started to get a little chillier the closer you guys get to the morgue. And then obviously Quinn is just like, Bleh. he's like, I don't like dead bodies. I'm going to probably hang up upstairs again, like last time, if you don't mind. As he's like holding, trying not to vomit as he heads back up the stairs. And Dawes just shakes her head. We really needed to get that boy to have a stronger stomach. I thought he hated the cold. He he actually hates the bodies? Uh, I mean... uh, it doesn't yeah. depend, depend because you didn't really react that that way last time with the bodies. I guess this one he saw beforehand, so that's why he's having this reaction. Maybe uh, Quinn just doesn't like looking at dead bodies. Period. I don't know why, but no one likes seeing a dead body, but it happens. I say, not gonna lie, it makes me queasy every single time I see him, but it's. You know, you got to got to do what you got to do, but I'm not going to knock him for it. As long as he doesn't eat the cookies, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's amazing. All right. So you the four of you make your way to uh, Dr. Winthrop's door. Who's going to open the door this time? Deplo- deploy, deploying, not me. Deploying the table shield as I open the door. The table field. I have the uh, chair out in front of me like a lion tamer, just ready to go. And I'm stacked <laughs> up against the door. It looks like a tactical insertion here. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Officer Dawes is just like, 
oh, you boys. And she kind of just steps in front. She's like, though, you see her like half you see her eyes glow, her orangey color when she uses like her powers. So like the mandala eyes are coming out and she has like a little shield ready to go to. She's like, all right, on my count, we open the door and we and we make entry point. Everyone ready? Not version clear. <laughs> and she's like, three, two, one, go. She opens the door, and the four of you kind of just stumble in with your stuff. So as I'm not you kidding. Enter the... I literally yell, breach and clear, as she starts to open the door. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's perfect. All right. So as the four of you enter, like you kind of all four stumble into each other, comic in a comic leaf fun fashion. And the first thing that you notice is like you hear like opera music being played, like. Um, around. Is that the point of no return? Uh, I was thinking more of like uh, the you, main you, co- like you from put, you put opera in and I just went fans of the opera. I'm sorry. It's fine. Well, when I was thinking of opera, I'm thinking more of it was like you just hear like this female opera voice like kind of singing like the main theme from the opera Carmen. It's like the like that is all uh-huh. going on. And you just see in front of you, you just see uh, Dr. Winthrop like dancing to this with like with a plastic skeleton, kind of like what you see like in high schools when there's trying to like this is like the anatomy of your bone of the skeletal system. He's kind of just dancing to this as this music is playing. He turns around and sees you four kind of just staring at him. He doesn't even blink. He just keeps dancing. He gives like the skeleton like a good turn and kind of like lets it fly back into the corner. He turns the music down a little bit and just ah, (laughs) go ahead. Preacher. Because he can't. Friedrich just got his hand like rested on his eyebrows and just kind of shaking his head. Is this because he can't date his future? Because that's weird in this time. And I saw oh I had no life. Fair enough. I like this man. I like <laughs> this man. This man knows exactly what the fuck is up. The man's dance with the skeleton. Can't knock him for it. I can't knock him for it, but I can still question it. That's a good point. I mean, it is a lot easier to dance with the plastic skeletons than it is like a 120 pound dead body. Sure. I got some questions for later, Friedrich. I got some questions for later. I'm not going to lie. Got some questions for later of how you know these things. But uh, <laughs> while I'm at Dr. Winthrop, how you doing, you dancing motherfucker, you? <laughs> As Dr. Winthrop kind of just eases down a little bit, he's just like, ah, my friends, welcome back. I'm glad you stopped by. Well, first and foremost, uh, the dancing is uh, going pretty well. I have a solid partner as he kind of points to the skeleton. Very, more very questions. easy to lead. <laughs> Way more questions. Yes. Have you danced with the dead body down here? Mm, no, I would. I can't you say paused. I have. You paused. It's a sign of denial. You if, paused. Well, a human Dr. corpse, no, uh, but a human corpse, no. But as you saw last time, I was able to get the frog to dance a little bit, but, uh, you know. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Exactly. Hello, my girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm just going to say, Dr. Uh, Withrop is looking over at me when he says, a human body, no. If he's looking at me when I say that, just like The Rock, one eyebrow just raises up. It's like, oh my gosh, I remember. The Rock eyebrow raise, yes. <sighs> oh my gosh, I can't. You guys are great. So, um, okay. Yes. Uh, Trauma? Well, Trauma uh, death, I'm guessing? Well, I do have an autopsy report for you, so... Uh, if you are ready, I can give you uh, a little bit of the I can give you some information if you wish. Let's hear it, Doc. All right. That's and, why we are here. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Winthrop kind of puts on his glasses as he pulls his little clipboard. <clears throat> so as you gentlemen and lovely lady, as he looks at Officer Dawes. You four. uh you already know that the victim is David Guyen, age 32. Uh, you know what he does for his work. Now, as for the cause of death, upon, in, upon autopsy results and based on some tests I ran, the cause of death for Mr. Guyen here is death is that Mr. Guyen here died from respiratory failure. Caused by what seems to be some sort of poison. Oh. Wait. Hold on. The perfume was not perfume. Mac is very nervous right now as he sniffed very deeply, but. Wait, so you're telling. Wait, wait, wait. He died of something respiratory before he went flying into a sign. Was he dead yes. before he hit? Well, it seems that Mr. Guyan died of respiratory failure caused by a poison. And based on, as kind of Dr. Winthrop kind of turns the head towards you, his green lips indicated, while I'm still waiting, his green lips indicated some sort of poison. While I'm still waiting for the results of exactly what that is, it could be asserted that this he either ingested or breathed it in. And respiratory failure does cause you to lose consciousness if you can't breathe after some time. So, based on the crime scene and everything else, it is my hypothesis that Mr. Guyan here was driving his car when the respiratory failure happened, which caused him to lose consciousness and go head first and crash the car into the streetlight over by Fifth and Pine. So he died from the the actual accident, but the respiratory failure is what caused that accident? Sorry, not in voice in any way, shape, or form. We get the idea. <laughs> well, his injuries would indicate he might have died from the car crash, but he actually died from the poison first. The car crash just added more damage to it. So the car crash was post-mortem then? This Correct. Okay. So... He's a, so he's already dead by the time the car crashes. Well, gets ready to crash. If How long ago do you think he died to the poison? Hmm. Well, it's hard to say. I could narrow it down between maybe f- four to six hours, but it might be more, it might be less. Until I know what poison exactly Mr. Guyan here was given, I can only give you a certain time frame. 
But because he died from respiratory failure due to a poison, unless I know exactly what it was, it could have been a fast-acting one where it was only minutes or hours to slow-acting ones, which usually would take days or weeks. All the character. He said that he was dead for four to six, like for hours before the car crash. I want to make sure I'm hearing that right. Well, no. So what Dr. Winthrop was uh, explaining is, is that the poison is what killed him. But as far as how long it took the poison to cause the respiratory failure until Dr. Winthrop knows what type of poison was used. It could have been fast acting where it hit immediately after ingested or breathed or could have taken some more time because some poisons are fast acting. Some are like slow acting until he gets more information on it. He can't really say for sure. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, that's good to know. I was asking him, like, how long was the body dead for before the crash may have happened? If I had to give my guess, I would say that Mr. Guyan here was probably dead. Hmm. I would say that he was probably dead about a minute or two before he crashed his car. Well, fuck. That opens up a whole lot of fucking questions I wasn't prepared to, to ask or think about at this present time. So... Do you think when the swerve happened, that's when he just died? I would bet my money on that. But something wanted to make sure that if he wasn't dead from that, to push him. More likely. And I mean, uh, that's as far as the cause of death. He, the crash didn't help, but it was... Respiratory failure by poison that did Mr. Guyan Hin. There was one other interest. There was one under. There was one other thing that I found very interesting upon investigating his body as well as his personal belongings. Yes, and at, yeah, Doctor Winthrop kind of takes an evidence bag that has David Guyan's shoes on it. I noticed as I was taking off Mr. Guyan's clothes that I noticed that. There were traces of mud underneath his shoes, which seems to suggest he was some sort of he was at some sort of natural or at least semi-natural area as the mud is caked into the grooves of his shoes. Not. What about the soul? What about the soul for from the hands? That's the other thing that was interesting. Upon doing some tests, it is confirmed that Mr. Guyan's residue on his hands is definitely gunpowder, which means that he recently fired some sort of uh, gun. Though, looking into his car, who couldn't find any sort of weapon. Is it a pattern that matches with someone shooting a gun? Or is it just... Oh, powder. I'm sorry, I'm not very good with these types of things. I guess there a pattern to sulfur if someone shoots a gun? Well, more than likely, any time that you shoot a firearm, it always leaves some sort of residue on your hand. Oh. You, so, 
in this case, Mr. Guyan did fire some sort of gun. That's the residue on his hand. But say someone's fighting control of a gun and it off. Would you still have the residue on your hands? Um, yes, so long. Not, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, necessarily, it probably wouldn't have the residue on your hands if you were fighting. If you were fighting to try to keep the gun away from you and it goes off, more than likely there's going to be powder burns and not so much gun residue. Thank you, Mr. Friedrich. Of course. That, that, that clears up some of my questions. Thank you. Dr. Winthrop is like, ah, yes, Mr. Friedrich, you are quite right. But like I said, cause of death was respiratory failure by poison. And I found some mud underneath his Mr. Guyan's shoes. So I need to analyze those a little bit of further. So if you give me some time, I can definitely give you the poison and where this mud came from. But I am going to need a couple of hours to analyze this all. Do you think Mac would be able to uh, take a smell and try to, like, let home that shit? The poison or the mud or both? The mud. The poison, no. He's a, he's not. He's afraid to smell for that again. <laughs> uh, you know what? You might certainly can do so. Here's what I'm going to have you do, Mac. I'm going to have you roll for this one, but you are going to use the core move, change the game. Alrighty. Uh, could Cerberus also do a do a sniff? Yes, Cerberus can also do it. So you will also roll change the game. All right. So, uh, ba da ba da power tags. Uh, just for funsy, because he hasn't done this yet. Uh. Mac, you see Mac standing there, and I'm using this in-game, and then I'm going to give the power tag at the same time. He's going to go from a uh, you know, gigantic, hairy guy to a regular-sized bloodhound by using the power tag, wearing animal shapes. And then, <laughs> and then using the power tag, feral instincts. And then, as not a trained tracking dog, he's going to use animalistic habits to Throw a minus on there. So that'd be a plus one then, yeah? Yep. Alright. I was going to say the Bloodhound, I'm like, I'm hoping that no, I get some of that with it. Alrighty. 13. Holy shit! <laughs> Thank you, Boxcar. <laughs> Alright. Uh, and then, just for fun, Friedrich, what did you end up getting with Serby? Um, well, I'm going to use the power tags, uh, Sikkim, because he's trying to, I knew how to word it, but brain no work right now. <laughs> uh, Sikkim, because he's trying to, uh, get the scent off of these shoes to try and track down possibly where, uh, the origins are at. Um, and also seen it before, uh, he's worked with canines before, so he's had to have, uh, training on how to get his canines to, uh, track a, uh, suspect. 
And I really think that's all I can really do as okay. far as so power tags. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that would be plus two. So just roll your 2d6 and add two to it. Okay. Uh, that would be a total of nine. Okay. So this this will go for both. So both. <laughs> okay. Both of you will get some of the same information, but Mac will get a, another extra step because that 13 is massive and it's a good thing he rolled it too. So here's what happens. So both Cerberus and Dog Mac. <laughs> I got to remember that he's <laughs> dog a dog form. So Dog Mac and Cerberus, they both sniff. And Friedrich, for you, uh, Cerberus communicates with you, saying that this mud is sounds like a mix. This mud smells of a mixture of, well, dirt. But there also seems to be particles of water, because that's what it takes for the ground to get money. And seems to be that this mud isn't common inside the city. It would be come from somewhere like outside of the city. Um, Mac, you are able to get the same information. However, as you take a more, as you take a little bit more time to kind of sniff this dirt, you also get a faint hint of the dirt, the water, but you also get a faint hint of what seems to be the smell of oil in the scent kind of like oil that you would use for you know some sorts of like machines and things like that so by you know smelling that he looks up and in a attempt at a scooby-doo impersonation he asks like industrial factory No, no. (laughs) The industrial district's near the waterfront, my friend. Oh my gosh. Looks up again and in just normal voice goes, I'm doing the best I can. I'm a fucking bloodhunt right now. He's like, no leashes. Trained enough for no leashes as he's just envisioning everyone seeing him walking on his hands, his knees, face to the ground, <laughs> sniffing. No, oh not, my goodness. It's not that. It's just we have that there'd be oil when hmm. Hmm. More and more questions. Wait a minute. As Dr. Withrop did you say the dirt smells of oil as well? Chris. Hold on, by ju- by gods, I think I might have it. Hang on, as Doctor Winthrop kind of like sits in his chair and kind of scoots across the morgue to his computer and begins typing. All right, I was very curious to see what, about anything, but since there's a little bit of oil, I think I may have narrowed it down a little bit. Let me see. Ah, here we go. Now, in order for this, this combination of mud and dirt would be out of town. And there's only a f- there's only a few places that give off this, whether it be abandoned. Let's see, there's an abandoned factory. 
uh, no, but it doesn't necessarily rain there. It could be from the oil spill a few years ago, but that was all cleaned up. Oh, I think I might have a point of interest for you to look at later. What's the point? So it is on the outskirts of town. It is on the outskirts of town and it has been abandoned for quite some time. But. Before it was abandoned. Have. Oh. Interesting. Okay. This I can't be for certain, but if you could find me a sample here, I think I might cross examine it and tell you exactly if it's correct. But remember all those years ago that there used to be a a, a giant uh, carnival that kind of was outside of the outskirts of the city. What was it say? Ah, the Langris Carnival. Yes, I was there once. Okay. Well, again, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but given with this texture of dirt and mud, as well as the oil, if you could get me a sample from the abandoned fairgrounds, I might be able to cross-examine it. And if that's the case, I think we may have found another point in which Mr. Day Mr. Guyan here was visiting before his death. What question, Redrope? Is it for sale? The fairgrounds? Uh-huh. Hmm. It gotta, might be. Gotta talk to the city alderman about that one. You would probably. Let's see. Well, let me see. Who would own that per se? Hmm. Okay, here we go. Yes, it uh, seems that the fairgrounds... Uh, the fairgrounds is up for sale, but it seems to be uh, under the rights of it seem to be underneath Orimaka Realtors. Ha ha! I rule it. You rule it? Row, 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 row. I rule it. Rule it. You rule the fairgrounds. Okay. You rue it. Like he rued the day. Ah. Right. 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 Oh, for fuck's sake, you dumb bastards. I'm saying I knew it in fucking Scooby Doo language. I'm fucking transported back to yes. human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh my god, that was Friedrich so brilliant. <laughs> Friedrich is laughing so hard, he is clutching his stomach. <laughs> I know. I know this is not in any I know this is not anywhere in the rules, but I'm adding it to it. I'm going to give the next time you need to roll any of you three, you get a plus two because that scene was fucking brilliant. Yeah, Friedrich is clutching his stomach and he is toppled over like he actually falls into the floor laughing. Corey O'Reilly is purposely trying to hold in his laughter. Daz is just dying laughing on the floor. She's like, ah! <laughs> Mac is like dead serious, like serious face, like super serious, like Van Damme face going. I'm being, I, I was being dead fucking serious, you know. I'm just wanting to know who's trying to do things and just trying to lighten the mood because we're in a fucking morgue, you know. 
as I do that again out of accent. God damn, I'm not on it today. But uh, you are okay. Trust me. But yeah, I know he's he was just trying to figure out like if it was for sale, that would be why he was out there, right? But that doesn't explain why he had a gun. No, it doesn't explain that. But it will explain why he was there. Because if they're his company selling it, sorry. <clears throat> but if not, do we know why he was there? And we got the idea of what got him there. The question is, what the fuck is out there? I believe that's why we're stopping at the sushi place. Gathering some of those more important answers. Yes, you're right. Sushi is very important. Sadly, that's not really my style. I'm I'm probably just going to get some chicken and rice. I've just officially... It's it. Fucking Mac is literally the group Scooby-Doo because all he thinks about is food at this point. So... Yes. Be like, we need to come up with this version of a Scooby snack for Mac. Mac snack. Yes, a Mac snack. There we go. No, I I have it. Wendy's cookies is the Mac snack for him. So what you got to do is you got to carry them around. And whenever he has to do something, he's going to be. Rah, 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 rah. You have to offer him a Mac snack. One of Wendy's cookies give him to do shit. One, don't tempt me with a good time. Number two, if you commit to the bit, this will be amazing, but that I will leave that up to you. <laughs> All right, randomness. I have three checks for the weakness tag of animalistic habits. Instead of adding a power tag, can I add the weakness tag of needs a max snack? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not completely shortchange me because... Animal Instincts is the, my least powerful one. I will add a normal power tag to it, but I want to add that weakness tag because every once in a while I'm going to need a max snack to keep going. I will commit. Oh this. It is committed. Yes. Now, now you have both weakness tags. <laughs> I freaking love it. The, the animal oh the animalistic mac attack. <laughs> uh, we just this is this podcast just got so much better. It's crazy. I love Mackie, it. Mackie, Mackie, do. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Come on, Mackie, do. I see you. <laughs> All right, let's continue because we're going to sing the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. Derailing one podcast at a time. That's my goal. Listen, it was perfect and <laughs> the listening audience has no sense of humor if they don't love that, but Anyways, back to what we were doing. Yes, this is why we need five stars. <laughs> so, at this point, Dr. Winthrop does say, like I said, if you could give me a sample from the abandoned fairground at some point, I might be able to cross-reference everything. And you did mention sushi, so the contents of Mr. Uh, Guyan's stomach as he kind of pulls out a little bag and plops it on the table. Was that? It shows signs of some sort of fish and vegetables. So I'm assuming that his last meal before dying was at sushi. And based on the location of where he was at and the receipt that was in his wallet, Shinobi Sushi is, seems to be a nice place to go and investigate real quick to see what you can find, especially from one Miss. Uh, Miss Bailey, 
It, oh no! Is this the food? Is this the food connoisseur slash critic? The one who posts her food on Blimstagram all the time? That it is, and also yeah. you didn't need to yeah. show us the contents of the stomach. You could have just simply told us. Absolutely no fucking need to be dropping half digested well, pieces of fish on the ground. Just saying. Oh, trust That's me, this funny. isn't the worst I've seen. Adds to more questions. Right now would be the absolute <laughs> worst hunt. Right now would be the absolute worst time for Quinn to muscle up and step downstairs with us. I've got family problems. All of a sudden, Quinn just is like, hey, guys, I think about sees it and goes, no, never mind. Don't worry. It's just like half digested sushi and fish and vegetables. Is that an I take that as you're leaving. We got to walk through there. You just hear Wendy from upstairs. You just hear Wendy from upstairs. Don't worry, sweeties. I'll clean it up before you go. Don't worry about it. We need to give you like a bag for all times. Like just keep it in your back pocket. Just a barf bag for the driving, for the, the dead bodies, for awkward social situations. You just need to have it with you at all times. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wendy Stand. also just Speaking Wendy uh, Wendy yells from the top of the stairs. Don't forget, sweeties, you need a bag for my cookies. That's how you're gonna keep them fresh. Yeah, damn right we do. And he's going to make sure that. Speaking when he gets of awkward party. moments. Oh God. Speaking, speaking of awkward moments, when Quinn steps in, he doesn't oh. see Mac as a dog. He just sees Mac <laughs> just on all fours. No, no, he sees Mac. As a just a regular old bloodhound, he doesn't know where Mac is. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> then as soon as he walks out the door, all he hears is Mac's voice calling to him. So he's gonna be all, all fucking confused, you know. He just <laughs> poor Quinn. He he he's like of the five, he's the only sleeper of this group of five. So the goal is here. The way it's going to work out in my mind is I'm going to get one of the bags, my bag of cookies. I'm going to give to Dawes and say if I ever need one. I'm going to need one of them, some bitches. So, did it for Max, you. Max Dawes just like gives you a little salute. Will do. This whole episode just went completely sideways. <laughs> As it should be. We need to have a little levity in our crime dramas. You're welcome. But, yes, it is amazing. But on that note, so with that, so it looks like you have some more things to do, which is. At some point, you're if you want to, you have to go get a sample for Dr. Winthrop. In addition, you also have Shinobi Sushi to uh, investigate. So that's all Dr. Winthrop had for you. And so he kind of tired you three. Now, I will work on the poison as well as some other things that I need more information on. Once I have those pieces of information, I will give you a text or a call or whatever the kids do these days and then I'll give you the information. So, do you guys want to grab lunch or explore the spooky fairs grounds? Uh, do you really need to be asking me that? I believe we're all going to get lunch. You're damn right on that. You're damn right. I knew you were a smart cookie there. See what, see what I did, Cookie? See? See what I did? See what I did there? 
<laughs> Speaking of cookies, as the four of you walk up the stairs, you just see Quinn kind of sitting in a chair, sadly eating a cookie as he's like holding on to his stomach. And Wendy's just like, there, there, sweetie. It's like, this will help you feel better. And she kind of sees the four of you. Ah, good. Looks like you're all done with Dr. Winthrop. And she is like, don't worry, you don't have to ask. Like, I put a new plate of cookies ready, but I have it in this to-go bag because I know you's busies. And she kind of hands uh, Mac the cookies to you. Hey, hey, Quinn, we're going. We're going to go get some lunch. We're filling you back up. We're getting some sushi and vegetables. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And I just As- make a plop sound. <laughs> the sound of that bag <laughs> you just see Quinn just drive he <laughs> mission and accomplished he, he quickly gets up and walks to the car is it wrong that every time we do something to mess with Quinn I hear the sad Charlie Brown music playing in the background no that's uh, exactly what I'm imagining we're on the same wavelength here do, 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 do. I'll, I'll pay for everyone's meal this time Alrighty. I won't say uh, no to a free meal. Although it makes nice. me nervous that there's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty. So Wendy kind of gives you the bag, Matt. It's just like, if you need anything, sweeties, don't be afraid to call me. I'm always a good help. And when Dr. Winthrop is finished with his test, I'll make sure to give you so he'll give you a call. Most likely it will be me. Because Dr. Winthrop is not a people person. He's a good person, but he's not a people person. Dr. Winthrop is Winthrop. He does what he wants. That is true. Well, sweeties, be careful. Go and do your investigations. And yeah, once we get the test done, I'll give you a holla. Thank you. Cool. All right. So at this point, the five of you get back into the car and you punch in the directions for Shinobi Sushi and you begin heading towards that direction. So, so uh, go so, ahead. So our dead man was last seen at the sushi place. Somehow it went from the sushi place to the old carnival, fired a gun at some point, And this was within a day. Everyone, don't forget about that. Comes back poisoned, dies, and his car is pushed to cause even more damage to make sure he's dead. What does that tell us? That somebody was damn motherfucking determined to put fucking Mr. Uh, Yuyen into the fucking ground is what it tells me. And he also got around. But why be so determined to kill one man? You obviously haven't met me ex-wife, have you? As I said, I have. I know you have. And you survived, so obviously... Are you sure you met the same ex-wife? How many ex-wives do you have? Pause for effect. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, how many did I put in his backstory? Uh, I got. I only got one. Mathematical equations but... just floating around. It looks yeah. like the it looks like the blackboard of Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> it's head, but uh, uh, one just wasn't sure. Like, Wait, and question: We all have our own vehicles. Should we just go park a couple cars so we're not like taking up the entirety of the 
just for like as just my brain's going like I have my car. I'm assuming Friedrich has his bike. I don't know what Dawes and Quinn came in. You have your car. We're gonna be like a, a convoy going anywhere, so there's no if we got a bail, we're bailing Actually, different my, cars. My my bike is back at my house. Oh, did you walk? Maybe. All right. In that case, he's like, "Hey, Frederick, you and pups, get in my car. I got room for you. Let me clean my seat off here. I I kind of live in the thing. I would like to bring all our cars just in case we need something as big as a convoy to scare someone." Well, if I know Doss, they pulled up in the SUV, so... They did. <laughs> I've, got my, I've got my car. Like I said, I got my car. Nothing says intimidating like a Subaru Impreza. <laughs> Love that. Nothing scarier than a green... You know what, just because car. Mac has been so nice to uh, Friedrich, I am going to get in the car. Uh, me and Cerberus are going to get in the car for him, with him. Random ADHD side note, I do actually own a Subaru Impreza, which my daughter named Subi Subi Do. Yes! Way. Yes! <laughs> yes! Where are you? So it just kind oh, of she, fits in. She just became my hero, no lie. No, seriously, my daughter, the day I got my car, she got in, she's like, what kind of car is it? I said, it's a Subaru, baby. She goes, Subi Subi Do. I'm like, fucking A, the car's named. <laughs> oh, she's my hero now. Uh, all everything needs a name. Everything oh does. my goodness! Everything so we're going over to get some lunch then. Yeah, that seems all to right. be the plan. Alrighty, so all of you guys kind of get into the cars and you, uh, in an entourage-like fashion, make your way to Shinobi Sushi. So, as the cars are leaving the morgue, the camera kind of pans back across the street and as your cars begin to leave heading towards shinobi sushi the camera kind of shifts across the street and focuses on what seems to be like a beat up like brown sedan of some sort and as the camera kind of pans in the window rolls down and inside in the driver's seat is seems to be a uh more grizzled older gentleman Looks to be in his late 40s, early 50s with jet black hair. He basically kind of looks like a Latino version of Dick Tracy with the coat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just like smoking a cigarette and he kind of just turns around to somebody in his passenger seat. Is like, <sighs> is like, should we follow them? And next, sitting next to him is a, a younger woman with blonde hair, uh, pink earrings, a kind of like puffer 80s like style purple jacket with black uh, shirt underneath and black nettings with some shoes on and kind of like a fishnet kind of top peeking out of it. And she you just hear her say. Yes, we need to make sure that they uh, don't mess this one up. Right, Mr. Holiday? And he kind of just turns over to her and says, Yes, Goldie, we'll make sure that things go according to plan. So what and you're telling me is we just stay at the morgue for now on and the people just show <laughs> up? 
that solve I mean, all of our mysteries. We just look outside, like, hey, there's a car there. No, it's metagame. You're like, ah. <laughs> it's, dude, it's the best part because it's always the more. Make the whole fucking box. Oh my goodness. I love this crew so much. I do too, but on that lovely note, that's where we're going to end this recording. <laughs> so, you guys got a lot done this episode. You stumbled upon another mystery. You were able to identify the victim. You investigated his body. You got some hints as to what it was. We got to go to a rift bar that wasn't in existence until this episode. And on top of that, like... You guys got to have some nice RP interaction and we learned a little bit more. So it's it's going to be very interesting because Mr. Guyen is the rift of David from the Bible. Uh, it's you met Dionysus, apparently. So that's going to be fun. But this this is going to be an interesting case. And then I'm you, we'll find out exactly who these two characters are and are they friends or foe for our party? You got to tune in next time to figure it out. So as always to the listening audience, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Knights of Paint Town, a City of Miss Actual Play podcast. We'll be back with our next episode in two weeks. So until then, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. See you later. Thanks for listening. Auf Wiedersehen und gute Nacht. Scooby-Dooby-Dooby.